Yes, it's that time of the week again, and you tuned into Aussie Tech Heads episode 531. How you guys doing? How you guys doing after the Anzac break? Hope you all got out there at dawn and uh, did the thing, did the good thing down on the beach or the out in the army fields or wherever that happens around your area. Uh, get out and uh, support the the soldiers and so forth. All right, yes, it is Aussie Tech Heads. We're here for another week, another episode, and uh, this week we are joined by just Jace slash Warlock this week. Hi, Jace. How's it going, Glenn? Good, not too bad. Only Jace. Nobody exciting this week like Adam or anyone. Just Jason. Yeah, just Jason. <laughs> oh, yawn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Adam was good last week. He knows his stuff. He's uh, he's passionate about the NBN, so that's uh, that's good. Yeah, I'll have to have him on again. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, keep in touch with him, and whenever he wants to come on, I'm sure he'll, he'll let us know. And yeah, get him get him up here. Uh, all right, now, what else have we got going on? You can uh, listen to us on the Aussie Tech Radio, of course. Tune in, radio app across all the platforms. You know the drum by now, I'm sure. So just search, get the app up, search for Aussie Tech Radio, wall-to-wall, 24-7 podcast, back-to-back. Oh, it's got it all. Mate, oh, I added, added Adam's podcast to the oh, lineup cool. this I week. I actually started listening to that yesterday, um, day before yesterday. Oh, right, right. And, and it is not a bad little podcast. It's nice and quick. So it does not one like ours. <laughs> the tracks rambles on and on and on for years. I, I think this one uh, uh, goes for about fifteen minutes. So they're nice, quick little bites uh, for you guys to consume. All right, you can also find us on facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads and youtube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. So check out the YouTubes. If you're listening on iTunes, you can see the video. I don't know why you'd want to, but you can see the video of our ugly mugs if you so desire. Want to check check us out? You know what to do. Uh, get us on the Twitter. The show is at Aussie Tech Eds, at Glenn Goodman or at Warlock, W-A-U-L-O-K, for those who can't spell that. And, oh, Jace, what is going on with Obsidian Loft and Alphark Geeks? Well, uh, we were actually hoping to record an episode of Obsidian Loft yesterday, but unfortunately my whole family got sick. Oh, no. So <laughs> instead of, you know, having Anzac Day to rest it, well, we did rest, yeah. But it was because we were all sick in bed and just watched Netflix all day because we just got a cold, went through mm. everyone, yep. aching and sore throats and everything. So um, I said to Will, uh, we're going to have to leave it and oh, maybe you... try again on the weekend or something. Finally pinned him down and, yep. uh, and you and had to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no luck. But uh, look, when you get around to the old fart geeks, if it's uh, at a sensible time, give me a buzz. Yep. Because uh, I'm, be sure, on the show. I'm sure I can blabble on about something old, <laughs> whether it be, uh, oh, whatever. I'll, I'll fix the computer up today at some lady's house, and I looked over on the bookshelf, and there was a couple of old Microsoft Office books. Uh, uh, yeah, for, for Windows 3.1. And I went, wow. yeah, nice. And uh, <laughs> I nearly picked the year. I, I thought to myself, I'm going to say that that's around about 1993, 92. So I pulled a book off the shelf. That's what I do. <laughs> no money fell out of it, unfortunately. <laughs> so I pulled the book off the shelf and I had a look. It was 1994. And I went, oh, nearly. Yeah, yeah, nearly. And that was, I was pretty close. But yeah. I had something good happen today. Oh, good. Do tell. Check it oh, out. Samsung look. Galaxy S8. Wowzers. Beautiful. I got the gold, maple gold, they call it. Oh, so this is this is so new, it's still got a barcode on it. Yep. It's oh. just come out of the um, rapid package today. Nice. Got the fingerprint fingerprint scanner that everybody hates, camera, 
flash. Oh, why do people can, hate the fingerprint scanner? Because they reckon it's too easy to put your finger on the camera instead of the scanner. Right, okay. But it works fine. Um, yeah, I like the curve around edges and everything. Yeah. And um, I've come from the LG G3. Right. Which is actually bigger in size. Oh, yes. If you put them together, the LG is bigger. Yeah. But um, the Samsung one has got higher resolution. It's higher than 1080p even. Wow. And um, because it's a bit taller and it wraps around the edges with hardly any bezel, then it, it um, has more image there. So it's really yeah, nice. Okay. But an AMOLED screen. Nice. Um, really good camera. Now, did you get this on uh, plan or how did you? Yes. And who th and who through Telstra? Oh yeah, and uh, what was it? A good, decent plan, or they? Yeah, it's well. Everyone's going back for the high money, but because it's a premium type phone, and I talked to some friends of mine who've been living in this town uh, even while I've been jointing up and down the east coast of Australia, and they said they've tried Optus, they tried Vodafone, and they just can't get any signal in this town right. very well with either of them. So they said stick with Telstra. I'm like, well, work pays for my phone bill, so <laughs> it's not going to worry me too much. But uh, this one is $95 a month. Right. Uh, yeah. Unlimited all the things, yeah. including unlimited international calls. Ooh. And um, nice. because I signed up right now, I got an extra, well, it's eight gigs per month of data, but because I signed up for the pre-order for this phone, I got an extra bonus four gigs a month. Mm. Oh, so wow. 12 gigs. Yeah. Um, plus the um, Samsung Gear VR headset. Oh, It's going yeah. to come in a few weeks and you can just pop your phone in there and watch 3D movies, Netflix wow. and everything, play yeah. 3D games and has a little controller that goes in your hand. So the previous one only had the up, down, left, right here right. and a back button. Yeah. But um, this one comes with a controller that you'd be able to shoot aliens by pressing the button or go left, right, oh, up and down sweet. with it as well. That Play that. Minecraft, shooting games, puzzle games and stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And that comes free if with your pre-order, so mm. why not get it, you know? I think the data plans are starting to get bigger, aren't they? Like you don't really see now Telstra with a 500 meg plan. And no, like it was so common before. It drove me crazy. I know. Yeah, I know. Everyone else is like two gigs. And yeah, Telstra's like for for five dollars more, we'll give you half a gig. <laughs> right. Yeah. So look, I'll, I'll probably, as you know, I've got the iPhone six uh, S. I think I've got yeah the six S. So it comes out of contract in September. I was a bit spewing because um, I think as soon as I bought the phone. You know, the, these new fang-dangled phones come out and everyone yep. jumps on the fang-dangled plan, which is really high. And then a couple of, about a month later, the the, the, the backside drops out of the plans. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then, you know, you can get the same thing, uh, X the phone for like, you know, half price. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, well, I, I was buying the phones outright and then just going on a SIM only month to month plan, which is pretty good. Yeah. $40 I, a month for seven gigs. But yes. um, what I decided to do with this one is it's a 24 month contract, but um, I went for the swap and go plan. Mm -hmm. So normally oh, the plan yes. that I'm on would have been $105 a month, but with a swap and go after 12 months for $0, I can upgrade to whatever is the latest funky cool phone that comes out in 12 months time. Um, just recontract with Telstra on another 
24 month contract mm. is probably 12 months again and you just trade in your phone at the end of 12 months and whatever is the latest google pixel 2 or something right. even better out by then you just hand in your old phone if it's in good schmick order mm. get the new one put the sim in and off you go with um same yeah, plan or even different plan but uh you can upgrade every 12 months without having to pay out the full contract yeah oh that's not too bad yeah like lucky i didn't go i, I dropped mine the other day and uh you know i just took a chink out you won't see uh, uh, yeah. and then <laughs> first the, thing i did was order was, a silicon case and screen protector yeah so look i, I don't normally drop phones but oh, I, it's happened twice with my yep. five and now my six i've only dropped them once and <laughs> that was it that's it but yeah. uh but look getting back to your samsung galaxy s8 yep. now you probably don't know this or you might i don't know but did you know you're not allowed to give the dog the battery? No. No. No way. Not. How do you get the battery out? It's sealed in the device. Yes, I know. But obviously people do because, the, uh, the you know, your phone would have the usual label on it, you know, not to exceed a certain temperature. Not to, not stab to be it. eaten. Yeah, not to stab it with a screwdriver. Don't dismantle it. Uh, but there's also now uh, don't give the battery to dog's label. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, now this label is isn't meant to be removed. Samsung has just been cautious and as clear as possible that the rechargeable battery should, under no circumstances, be given to the dog as a chew toy. Now, apparently, Samsung started including the no dogs label back in two thousand and fourteen. So the S five and the Galaxy Note four have it, and uh, why? But no one knows why the label was added. Uh, maybe Samsung had received reports of dogs being injured from chewing the phone's batteries. Who knows? Did they catch fire. Yeah, hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> the only battery, other battery manufacturer, apparently, to include such a label is uh, LG. So, but so these labels are on the inside, so you can't see them from the outside. I think you, I, I think you've got to. Uh, oh, well, you would have seen if it was on the outside, but you've, you've got to open it up, and there must be a label on the battery. Do not give to the dog. You'd have to dismantle the device because this one's completely sealed. The battery doesn't come out and nothing opens up on it to mm. even give you access to it. Yeah. Maybe the older ones did, but um, I don't, I'm not in the habit of getting my old <laughs> C cells and triple A's and chucking them down on the ground for the dog to have a bit of a chew on. <laughs> no, I know. It just makes you also wonder. Also, don't give dogs arsenic or chocolate. <laughs> mm. It makes you wonder. Stabbing yeah. them in the eye also is bad it's for no them. It's no good. Yeah, they're not allowed to have chocolate, but, you know, our, our dog, well, there's been a few things left out, you know, on the lounge of a yep. night, and the next morning they're not there anymore. So, <laughs> And some of it, I think she had like half a block of chocolate one night, and we thought, oh, you're not supposed to give him chocolate. So yeah. we thought, oh, we kept an eye on her. She was all right, though. But, yeah, we've, we've had to make a point of, you know, now we've got to put stuff away because she'll jump up on the land and eat the choggies. Yeah, you can't leave anything out overnight. We had our little one here left a can of ginger ale out overnight and came back the next morning, took a swig, and it had a cockroach. Oh, yeah. It in her mouth. Ah, yuck. <laughs> oh, yuck. Yeah, you don't know. That's right. You, you don't know. But, yeah, so no batteries to dogs, especially Samsung batteries. It's a no-no. Okay. Yeah. I think we, we I think that's everyone understood that. That's good. So you're saying Duracell is okay, highly recommended? Well, they've got they give them the bunnies, so yeah. they must be all right. Yeah. Bunny power. Yeah. But like where does this sort of this is obviously stupid. Like where does this end, you know? Like why put a that sign on it like that? Why not say don't give the phone to the dog? 
You know, like, <laughs> right. like, why, like, there's silly little signs like this pop up everywhere, don't they? You think it's just common sense? Come on, but this obviously, packet of peanuts may contain traces of nuts. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that's probably fair dinkum sign too somewhere. But uh, yeah, all right. So, uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> what <laughs> else? Have you got anything else we're not allowed to do? Well, since we're since we're on the subject. Samsung appears ready to put its most controversial smartphone back on sale within weeks and will reportedly relaunch the device under the Note 7 banner. But the smartphone, twice recalled after causing a series of fires, is unlikely to be sold in Australia and will feature a new smaller battery. The news comes just as the South Korean technology giant launched its first flagship phones this year, the Galaxy S8 and the S8 Plus in Australia stores and threatens to steal attention away from its already record-breaking comeback effort. Mm. After pressure from environmental groups, including Greenpeace, Samsung committed to refurbishing and reselling some of the estimated 4 million Note 7 smartphones recalled from customers last year. But the troubled Note 7 could come back as early as June, according to Korean news agency ET News, which reported the phone would be called the Galaxy Note 7R, and the second coming of the big screen smartphone would feature a smaller, less powerful battery, reduced from 3,500 milliamp hours to 3,200, and would launch at a 30% discount, pricing the phone at $825. Ooh. So, are you keen? No. No? What's wrong with you? Come on. Oh, look, I've, I spent, well, what's this iPhone? What, they're a thousand bucks? Look, I, you can't keep doing it. Well, I never no. bought this outright, but I'm obviously paying for it. Yep. Uh, but, like, yeah. yeah, since you got an iPhone, you'll be paying for it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so look, I'm out of contract. Yeah, I'm on the $112 a month, but I got the free Apple Music. What a waste of time that was. <laughs> <laughs> the only good thing about that stupid platform is that because it's on the phone and because you, I got it free with the Telstra plan, is that, you know, you go out and you just want to listen to one song or someone mentions a song, you go, yeah, I want to listen to that, but you can't do it on Spotify. Because uh, okay. it's, a, it's the mobile phone. It's the phone, yep. right? So, yeah, okay, Apple Music, tune it up, away you go. But that, fair thing, that Apple Music's a waste of space. I, well, you'd probably like my plan for the S8 in that you get um, free streaming of NRL, AFL, and Netball. Yeah, yes. Well, I think I get that as well because I'm, tel- I'm on Telstra too. There yeah, so I think I do that as well, so that's not too bad. So but, if you're into sportsing... Mm. I don't know about the netball. I never got in, never went that far into the deal. I saw NRL and I went, yeah, stop there. <laughs> well, that'll do. <laughs> That's me taken care of. But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think next time I'll probably, well, when this runs out of contract, I'm just going to go and get that $50 for 7 gig a yep. month from Telstra. So that's all right. Keep that, keep it. Keep well, the, make sure keep that you, you let them know that it's $40 for 7 gigs and then they say, oh, we don't actually have that plan. And you're like, well, I just bought it on your website, so I think you probably do. Mm. And then they give you four gigs, and then you email them back and say, no, it says seven. And they're like, where? So you email them a screenshot of the website on their own <laughs> website, and they go, oh, okay, we'll give you seven gigs then. Oh, they're overalls. They're too big. <laughs> These companies too big. Now, look, Android phones, their malware is disguised as flashlight apps. So, ah. so have you heard of these? Don't download them. I've got one, actually, for my old one. The new Samsung one comes with built-in flashlight widget. Right. uh, My old one didn't. I wanted to get up in the roof to find out why some of my um, power was short-circuiting. I discovered that an outdoor 
light on the house had filled up with water due to mm. a leak in the roof. So oh, um, yes, yes, I'll do. I, I pulled, turned it off, turned off the power, pulled all that through, snipped the light bulb off, and chucked it in the bin, and then um, put some tape around all of the wires and chucked yep. them back in the roof. But I didn't want to make sure that they weren't going to be lying there in a pool of water. So I climbed up in the roof and like, I can't see in here, and I haven't got a torch. So I downloaded an app, and I'm like, yeah. okay, where am I going? <laughs> yep, over there. I think you can buy. I'm not sure what they're called. Are they like little? J ends or something, the little yep. plastic ends. I think you can put on the wire, screw it up so that like certain oh, just, yep, yep. just terminates them. Because if they're in the tape, they might still get a bit wet if there's yep. water around. But uh, that's very uh, that's very handy manish of you, Jace. That's cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we we got home and suddenly the well, I'd been overseas in San Francisco for a week, and it wasn't until we got that's home right. and we like we turned on the lights in the house and half the lights worked the other half didn't because there's two circuits right so mm. after a week and on the weekend when i had a bit of time i'm like i'm gonna and some friends had said i bet you it's an outside light that's got water in ah. it i'm like nah nah it's not that and checked all these other things i'm like maybe it is so i checked a couple of the lights and yeah sure enough mm. one of them was short circuited out and rusted and corroded mm, and that'll a do it. mess so, so you didn't have any stuff. Yeah, you didn't have any of the, the insulation, that alfoil insulation up there. It looks as though there is some, but I don't know if it's birds or something has torn a bit of a hole in it, so the water is dripping down through the tile. So I'll have to get that fixed at some stage, of course. But, oh, is that on the, is that up on the, is that under the tiles, was it? It's just, yeah, it's just on the eaves. That must be like flashing or something. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the insulation they put over the, 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 um, the, the wood in the roof, whatever you call that. Yep, yep. The, the, the joints <laughs> the and beams, yeah. beams, that's it. Yeah, the beams and everything. That's where people, all those people were getting electrocuted because they, oh, were, yeah. they were jumping up in the roof and they had all the, you know, the, the tin foil all over the roof. They were crawling around and, yep. yeah, they they touched something that was live and gone or, you know, when they were installing it, the guys had put a the staple gun through a live wire and the guy over the road was gone and, yeah, yeah. that was pretty pretty savage. That well, stuff. this was my uh, flashlight app. Oh, nice. It's called Flashlight. I don't know who it's by, but you'll have to tell me if this one has been stealing my data or not. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's that one, but there's an app uh, that found its way into the Play Store disguising itself as a seemingly benevolent flashlight app. If downloaded, no version of Android is immune to the Trojan malware's abilities. So it gets a bit uh, serious by the sounds of it. Uh, now, look, I've got, a little, I've got a nice graphic. There we go. I've got to show graphics when I go to trouble getting them. <laughs> Now, um, if download, yeah, if downloaded, yeah, no, no, Android is immune. Uh, it will allow it to display fake screens, mimic legitimate apps, lock infected devices to hide fraudulent activity. Now, for the big one, intercept SMSs and dis uh. and display fake notifications in order to bypass two-factor authentication, according to the ESET blog. Now, this Trojan has been dubbed. The Trojan dot Android slash Charger dot B. Why and they come up with these? <laughs> is it like like uh, naming an asteroid or something? Is it? Like, it is. They, yeah, Kepler three eight four nine Z. Yeah, how do they? It's crazy. Slash twenty five. So it was installed in uh, early oh, in March by about five thousand users, and it remained in the Play Store until April ten. Uh, once installed, the app request administrator writes. Now, apparently, I don't have an Android, but probably the same sort of thing. If 
why does a flashlight need administrator rights? Start scratching your head at that one. You go, I don't think I'll put that one on. <laughs> I think there's yep. something wrong with that one. Uh, yes, yeah, so as soon as the permissions are granted, the app hides its icon and only appears on the device as a widget and the actual payload is encrypted in the assets of the APK file installed from the Play Store to evade e- detection. Not rather uh, sneaky, isn't it? Yep. It's a sneaky little fella. The Trojan will then register the infected device to the attacker's server. Uh, yeah, and uh, users to be uh, to be advised, always check permissions and read reviews when downloading apps. Yeah, well, sometimes reviews it could be too late. So uh, I think uh, the main thing is be aware and, yeah, Flashlight asking for admin privileges. There's got to be a problem there somewhere. Just say no. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jace, what, what can't you say no to? Well, there are a number of apps available that offer to monitor your screen time and police how much time you spend on your device. But apps like Break Free or Be Social mainly just provide pretty graphs about usage and send push notifications telling you to put down the phone. The Japanese company has come up with a more forceful and simple solution. A phone case that shuts your iPhone screen off when you've used it too much. The case is aimed at parents looking to curb their kids' iPhone addiction, but could also be used by adult smartphone users struggling with self-regulation. It's called Otomos, and the case is fixed to the phone and cannot be removed without a special screw, making it ideal for controlling parents. The case has sensors and pairs with an app on the iPhone to allow parents or clear-minded phone addicts to limit daily usage on the phone. Once you've reached your daily limit, the phone will automatically enter sleep mode. It even has motion sensors designed to prevent use when somebody is walking. We have developed the product after hearing many views and concerns of parents who have children using their smartphones, Masato Otsu, president of Momo Limited, told the Japanese Times. The smartphone case previously raised more than $11,000, reaching its goal in the Japanese crowdfunding platform Makuaki. Currently, it only works for iPhones, but the premise of the case could be one that proves rather popular in our increasingly screen-obsessed society. Yeah, so why couldn't we just get an app to do this? You well, you can, but you can ignore the app. <laughs> no, right. well, this one this one switches it off for good. Oh, right. Yeah, look, I guess, yeah, look, as my kids get older, I, I'm seeing the, the pitfalls of the technology. Yeah, because, like, yeah, they, they just don't want to get off it, do they? No. You, you got to make them. You go okay, like, and but the good thing about it is it's good, going on top of the fridge. Yes, yeah, but uh, but I'm like you. I think we've discussed this before. You, you just put into your your router some up and down times for yep. the Wi-Fi, and yeah, but then the kids they go to you because they're not allowed to play it through the day, and they go, are we allowed to listen to music on it? Okay, you can listen to music with it. Um, then are we allowed to watch the music on it? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's all, uh, you know, it's all negotiable, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how Facebook started up by itself. I, I was just listening to iTunes, I swear. Yes, yes. And it did it by itself. Yeah, and there's, you know, like they're trying to get into the uh, Pinterests and all this sort of stuff and yep. or whatever else. Was it well, Instagram? Facebook Messenger is supposed to get um, Apple Music coming to it soon. So right. technically they could be listening to Apple Music, but it's on Facebook Messenger. So if somebody just happens to mm. send a message while you're listening, well, you, you have to respond, don't you? It's polite. Well, <laughs> you don't want to be rude, do you? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to be rude. No matter what Dad said. No, that's right. And look, there's a company, believe it or not, in Australia that uh, that measures the rudeness of, of other companies. Well, not as such rude. 
That's right. Not in rudeness as such, but the reputation of other companies. So JBI Fi, who last year came out on top of the Australian Corporate Reputation Index, has slipped down to spot number five, I think. Is that? No, it's two-thirds, sorry. It's dropped down to three, number three. Uh, Air New Zealand has has climbed to number one. Uh, the index is part of a global study uh, each year by Australian Research Consultancy AMR in conjunction with the Reputation Institute. Now, get a job there. Where, yeah. where do you work? I work at the Reputation Institute. <laughs> That's very reputable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, look, I've got the, a full list here if anyone is bothered. Uh, I can't even read who's on top, who's second. Mazda. JBR. Who's on first? Who's on second? What's on second? What's on second? Yeah. And then someone's on third. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Toyota. Is that Qantas? I can't read, might read my, own, my own picture. ING. Apple. Number number seven. 2006 and number nine Apple. So they've come up two spots. Blue Scope Steel. Audi. They've gone down two spots. Yeah, so Samsung, oh yeah, Samsung's down there, number 14, dropped from number three, where well, we all could have a guess why. <laughs> uh, probably the, uh, was the Galaxy battery fires. Fire phone. Yeah, led to the... Uh, the I thought the Amazon car. was the ones who had a phone called the fire or something. No, nah, Samsung. Samsung. <laughs> Samsung. <laughs> Samsung got jealous, so they uh, had to have a bit of, bit of fire going as well. Uh, who's, who else? Oh, News Corp come in in the top... 60, or is number 60? It's 7-Eleven down there at 58. <laughs> Who else? Did Vodafone, that's way down 56. Where's Telstra? They're probably not even on the list. Yeah. Oh, they are? They're in the light orange. Second last one above BP. Oh, they are too. What are they doing that at number 49? Yeah. And coming in at number 49 this week, it's Telstra. Telstra. The Reserve Bank of Australia. Maybe come back. The Reserve Bank of Australia is not a company, <laughs> but it's coming at number 21. It's entered, this is up above. Yeah, it's entered the charts at 21. Wasn't in the charts last year. It's new. Good on them. Good on them. But there you go. Hewlett Packard, number 12. My goodness. Then, oh, yeah. So anyway, IBM, number tw- number 20 for IBM after the stuff-ups they've had. Number 20. Wow. Yeah. Well, what, what, what are their stuff-ups? They've been the Queensland payroll. Well, they, they were behind the, AT, the census, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and who's behind the... ATO problems. San, I don't know who that was. I forget now. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so reputation index. So, geez, you, you probably have to be a fair-sized company to get on that, I suppose. Yeah. But anyway, sounds like, good. Like uh, Aussie Tech Heads. Yeah, we'll be on it next year. Don't you Reputable. Worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> Popular tech podcast. So uh, we'll, be, we'll get there next year. Yep. Now, uh, what else have you got there, Jase? Anything exciting? A newly discovered bug in the iOS 10 operating system on iPhones and iPads has been discovered and Ooh. is causing some people to lock their device just by the way they accidentally touch the screen. Ah. The bug is in the control center, which is accessed by swiping up from the bottom of the screen and is used for everything from putting your phone into plane mode, accessing the torch feature of the flash and opening the camera app. Several people have reported the bug has been tested on a range of iPhones, from iPhone 5S to the latest iPhone 7 Plus. <laughs> the bug is sparked when you hit the control center with three fingers simultaneously, something that is simple to do if you grab your phone with the control center open. 
If you hit your fingers on three different sections of the control center at once, such as the Bluetooth button, airdrop contacts only, and night shift, the phone locks up. While it's always annoying when the device decides to brick itself, in this case, the problem's only temporary. If your phone locks up because of this three-fingered bug or another reason, you can force your iPhone or iPad to restart. The technique depends on what model iPhone you have. For iPhone 6 or later, you press and hold down the on-off button on the right side and press and hold the home button. Release the button when the phone restarts and shows the Apple logo. For the iPhone 7, which does not have a physical home button, you press and hold the on-off button and the volume down button at the same time until the Apple logo displays. Well, I've just I've just tried to do it, but I can't do it. So you reckon? So I'm in the control center, yeah. and I've got to hit three three things at the same time. Yeah. Can't crash it. No. No, can't. But anyway, no. Can't you do anything right, Glenn? You can't even no, break your phone properly. I can't even break a phone. <laughs> but I'm useless. <laughs> Oh, I'm so useless. Um, yeah, so anyway, oh, that's no good. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you brick your phone anyway. Be but, careful. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't get that. But as long as you can reset it, that's the main thing. As Apple it? always says, the problem is you're holding it wrong. Yeah, when that, that started with Antenna Gate, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> iPhone 4, was it? Was it Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that was a while ago. No. Now, Microsoft Australia has uh, put a few more coffers into the vault. He's, uh looks like they've, oh, yes, a, a reseller has been fined $1 million for software piracy. Now, online reseller Moonbox software sold more than 3,600 pirated product keys for 17 different Microsoft products on its website, including wow. Windows 10, Office Home and Business. Moonbox's website, along with a UK website, was shut down shortly after legal proceedings began. How do they think they're going to get away with this? The Federal <laughs> Circuit Court of Australia ordered Moonbox to pay $957,895 in damages to Microsoft, which was comprised of compensation compensation for the infringements and additional damages for the flagrancy of the offences. <laughs> they weren't happy with just the... They'd be so flagrant. That's right. They're going, you pay us an extra 500000 you flagrant flaggards. In uh, 2000 and August 2016, Victoria Victorian reseller software Oz had to pay 300000 for selling illegal copies of Microsoft Visio. Jeez. Oh, what would you... Um, and uh, Project Professional 2013, same month, XXIT settled for 25000 in damages to Microsoft after admitting it sold priority copies of 7, Windows 7 Professional, a third settlement with Sydney reseller Bytes Tech was reached for an undisclosed amount. Now, Victorian OEM reseller, oh, PC Case Gear. Oh, oh there, there are pretty, I've heard of them, I've bought from them. Yeah. When was this? They uh, agreed to pay Microsoft 250000 in an out-of-court settlement for allegedly obtaining, oh, I remember this one, uh, 4,000 Windows 7 certificates of authenticity that belong to the Microsoft <laughs> Authorised Refurbisher Programme. That's right. So it probably wasn't really pirating as such. They, they've just used the keys there for the wrong purpose. So they probably yeah, bought yeah. these refurbished keys uh, for refurbished machines. I guess that's what, how they, the, you know, yeah, you get those, well, some people get them from the government. You know, they, they buy the government's old machines for 250 bucks or something. It's got Windows 
on them. That must be oh, yeah. that must be how they get around that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but that was yeah. I don't think PC keys get actually pirated. They just uh, yeah, obviously misused their keys. But you know, dodgy, dodgy. But uh, probably wasn't pirating as such. But look, well, how do you know? You know, I suppose you just don't go and buy Windows or whatever off off eBay, do you, or somewhere like that? Um, no, <laughs> get it from a get it from a reputable place that doesn't have flagrant <laughs> flagrances. <piracy. laughs> That's right. Yeah, so I suppose what the the idea was, you know, they used to sell them for like you know half price and all this sort of stuff, and you think, oh, well, that's going to be a scam, you know? So you don't you keep away. Normal people, sensible people, keep away from these these blackguards and flagrances. What, what's the? I ne- remember years ago when you had to buy certain windows um cds only oem version if you bought hardware with it so often companies would sell like a 15 dollar printer cable and then they're yeah. like okay we sold some hardware so now you can have the oem version <laughs> yeah well that's right and uh yeah i think that still happens to a certain degree uh even though i did go down to msy once and take another oem of windows and i said well got a letterhead Hey, what? What is what? What is this letterhead you speak of? What's going on here? I have come to MSY, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's how it's supposed to work, anyway. But yeah, they got a bit trickier because they just the 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 got the pirates are just up the price as a, a tad, you know, lower than the what it should be, and then yep. you, you've got to really look and think. Well, what's going on? Uh, yeah, what do you do? Don't buy from Moon Moonbox or anything like that. You can buy them. And if you're going to do dodgy stuff, don't do it in Australia. There are plenty of other companies, that countries that don't care about IP of companies. You should go mm. there instead. Yeah, well, that's right. So, look, these keys, they're where, like pirated keys. How, how would you get a pirated key? So they, they must be like an enterprise key or something. And yeah, volume licensing. That's right, yeah, and they've just decided, well, we're just going to sell these as proper keys. But anyway, uh, get them if you can. Now, <laughs> don't, don't do it. No, no, just no. Just don't get caught. No, no, no. no or well, you go to jail, bad boy. Yeah, window, well, what's Windows 10? 100, even a retail version of Windows 10. Yeah, they're not like 500 bucks anymore. No, it's about $130, right? And that's not, that's the home, that's the retail. That's not yep. the if you get MSY, it's about one hundred and thirty. The OEM might be a little bit cheaper, but the it's re, OEM retail uh, the retail version about one hundred thirty bucks. That's okay. It's not as cheap as Mac OS X, but yep. um, if you got to buy a Mac for that, that's three thousand. Yes, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, go and uh, go and get it from. You can download it off Microsoft, buy it from Microsoft even. Yeah. But you just go to Officeworks or somewhere. Don't get a pirated one. They don't work anyway. Well, you know, a pirate is not worth it. You know what I mean. All right, what else do you got in that little horde of stories? Microsoft co-founder and billionaire philanthropist Paul Allen will donate $30 million toward a permanent housing facility for as many as 100 low-income and homeless families in Seattle. The donation will help cover design and construction, and Mayor Ed Murray announced on Wednesday the city will contribute an additional $5 million. Mercy Housing Northwest, a local nonprofit, will operate the facility. The facility will include a service centre open to residents and the wider community, said Bill Rumpf, Mercy Housing Northwest president. 
this comprehensive approach is exactly what we need to find, fund, Murray said, is the kind of thing that makes a difference. Mm. Planning is in the initial stages, but Rump said design and construction costs should fall within the range of the $35 million pledged by the city and the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation. Operating costs will not be covered by the donation. Mercy Housing will seek public funding to help defray the cost of running the facility. Residents of the permanent housing, such as this, generally pay no more than 30% of their income for rent. Go, Paul Allen. Yes, I'm just trying to uh, find a picture for the... Oh, there is one there for people on the YouTubes. Yep. Oh, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> he doesn't want you to do that one. No, there he is. I, can only, I, can, I can't show you that he's bust. I can only show you his head because for some reason. Let me see if I can get a better one. I still can't show you his bust. Close enough. Yeah. The next one looks very pensive. This one? Hmm. Oh, the this one on the end. That one? So on the far right. Oh, this one. Yes. Hmm. hmm. Yes. Yes. Where, I, 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 do, I do think so, yes. I do where will I put my millions? <laughs> billions. <laughs> billions. No, billions, yeah. Uh, so that, that's good. It's good to see that someone's given something back to to com the community. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Like, I think Bill Gates is doing a great job doing his malaria problems. Yeah. Uh, fixing up, what is he, polio and malaria and all that. So, yeah, good luck to him. Good on him. This, I think um, I heard recently on a podcast that he's currently the richest in the world. Still. Warren Buffett fell. He was originally Warren Buffett was ahead of him. And um, Carlos Slim sometimes jumps up and down. But um, back to Bill Gates at the moment. Geez, you, you, that's just it's a, an amazing feat, isn't it? Like when you think, okay, like Bill, he's not working anymore. Like Microsoft... I'm not sure what, what he's getting from Microsoft these days. Probably still billions, obviously. But, uh, you know, when you think of all the oil sheiks in the world and all this sort of stuff and how much they must be worth, and yeah. then you've got Bill Gates, still the richest man in the world. It's just... And he's been spending it. Mm. It's been crazy. Uh, look, there's a guy, I don't know if anyone would uh, know, well, if you do, Harry Husky has died. He was 101. Can you wow. believe it? Did you hear the other day the lady that I think it was that might have been the world's oldest lady? Yes. And yeah, and the uh, the last person to have been born in the 18th century died. Yeah. That's I, crazy. I know, 18th century. I think she was uh, about 116. Or no, she must be 118, mustn't she? Must be. So, yeah. <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah, at least. So uh, yeah, but anyway, Harry Husky, if you want to know who he is, he was a member of the team that built the Electronic Numerical Integrator and Computer, better known as ENIAC, which was first ran in February 1946. Now, give you an idea of what was going on in 1946. <laughs> Not much, because like, I remember... My dad was born a year later. Yes, yeah. Well, my dad was born two years before, and then he say he went to, say, what, university... Oh, what does that say say 18 years later so 44 that'd be what 64 62 or high school or whatever he went to tafe now he had all these he had a little set of encyclopedias actually i'm not sure he must have got them before TAFE no wikipedia back then no wikipedia but he had these i forget what they were called they weren't the old funk and wagnalls it was whatever come before them. But anyway, he had this set of Encyclopedia Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, they were from about the nah before that. It was about it was about from the fifties, I think it was. So mid fifties. And not a word of of computer in it. 
No, I looked it up. Computer. No, C-C-O-C-O-M. No, no, no. No computer. Nothing. Nothing. Didn't exist. And, yeah, so anyway, the ENIAC first ran in 1946. ENIAC is widely considered to be one of the first electronic general-purpose programmable computers. Uh, Dr. Husky also helped complete work on the ACE, the Automatic Computing Engine, uh, which was designed by Alan Turing. Now, I think we probably all know who Alan Turing is. Yes, go watch the movie if you haven't. Yeah, I'll try and get a picture of of Harry Husky for you, because I I have got one in my notes, but... uh, I didn't put it across to the to the uh, YouTube video. Oh, there he is. That's a better picture of him, old Harry. Oh, another. Oh, I can't. Why can't I get people's busts? <laughs> there we go. There's old Harry. So um, he also helped design and build two other machines: the SWOC, hmm, the Standard's Western Automatic Computer, and the G15, which, despite weighing almost a ton, was known as a personal computer. Because wow. it, only because it could be operated by one person. That was pretty personal. The personal computer. You didn't have to have one person on the bicycle riding it to power it and somebody else with a punch hole thing, punching out punch cards, feeding it in. Yeah, oh, those are the days. Those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I those, remember them well. Yeah, those were the days. But look, I've heard of the ENIAC. Uh, that's uh, Was that like yeah. the world's first computer or something? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, so the yeah, ENIAC was there. But, yeah, yeah you remember the, the big guy. Remember, other oh, years, oh, they'd be on the Google it if you want to have a look at it. But there was a picture I saw, I think come from Will at one stage, of IBM's hard drive. They delivered it to Australia on a plane. Yeah, five meg one or something. Yeah, and it was it had to get lifted off on a forklift. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was huge, huge. Yeah, and it was... Um, That's funny, huge! <laughs> how big was it? A meg, did you say? Something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, how things have changed. How things have changed. Uh, what else have you got in your little, under your bed? Well, Microsoft will now split out security and quality patches in Windows 10 to give administrators more flexibility to test out the updates before full deployment. Starting with Windows 10 Creators Update or Build 1703, Microsoft will offer one or more cumulative updates months with only non-security or quality fixes ahead of the traditional Patch Wednesday bundle. Quality refers to the operating system bug fixes and improved device drivers. The intention is to give administrators a chance to check out the updates and test them to ensure they're robust, Microsoft said. Administrators can try out individual patches and decide whether to fully or partially roll out the software changes to the entire fleet of managed systems. Windows Server Update Services and Configuration Manager tools will display the patches as updates and not critical updates. Mm-hmm. Critical updates now refers to security fixes that are delivered on the second Wednesday of every month. However, if the cumulative updates are for non-security issues that address critical problems affecting organizations, they'll be marked as a critical update in WSUS and Configuration Manager, Microsoft said. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Now, yeah, I don't know if you've got that story open there in front of you. I want to know who wrote that. Let me see if I can, because uh, I'm going to give him some props. Hang on, how do I get that open? Who wrote this story? <laughs> it was from itnews.com.au, and I knew it was an Australian source. Who's that? Dua. Dua Saarinen. Well, anyway, Dua, good on you, because the, the Microsoft updates are pretty much widely 
known, worldly known as Patch Tuesday, but he has he has Australianized it as Patch Wednesday. So good on you. Good on you. Good, good on <laughs> that's you. That's how you knew. That's how yeah. That's how I knew. And and I thought and because I always refer to it as Patch Tuesday, just because yeah. that's all you read. But yeah, Patch Wednesday. I went when you said that. I went huh. <laughs> that's that's uh that's right but it's weird to hear it like that yeah, yeah. But it's uh patch wednesday for us and uh normally for us as you know it's normally really patch thursday because before the podcast on thursdays you restart your computer uh, updates so <laughs> it's always a thursday uh i don't know we're gonna have to go back to you jace i'm finished uh, customers of WebRoot's antivirus product have been left scrambling to repair their Windows PCs after the software mistakenly flagged legitimate system files as malware. Ooh. The issue arose when a malware signature updated update issued by WebRoot started marking Windows system files as W32 Trojan Gen malware. It meant the system files were moved into quarantine and made unavailable for use by the operating system. It triggered a worldwide meltdown from users who were left with bricked computers. Due to a rule error that propagated for 13 minutes on uh, yesterday morning at 11.52 a.m. MT, good applications were mistakenly categorized as malware, WebRoot said. This has created many false positives across the affected systems and has resulted in those applications being quarantined and unable to function. The company has rolled back the false positive and suggested fixes for the home and business versions of its software that involve logging into its online console and manually overriding the quarantine rules for each affected file. Mm. It warned home and business users not to uninstall this product or delete the quarantine as that would make the quarantined files unrecoverable. Now, if you're in a business with 20,000 computers <laughs> that had this rolled out, you're in okay. for a very bad time. <laughs> well, that's what you got to. That's what computers do: keep you on your toes, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, look, that's no good. That's no good. <laughs> I remember when Norton's did that many years ago oh, to yes. a Windows file and uh, said this file is suspect. Oh, actually, and also people got emails about oh you must remove this file. It's quite big on your system. It'll free up space, and a lot of people did that as well. <laughs> Suddenly the computer's not working. So who? What? What software was this? WebRoot. WebRoot. I've never really heard of that. So have you? You heard of that one? I've never used it or no. really even heard of it. No. But well, I'm not going to use it now. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let me Google. Let's have a look at the the logo. So uh, we get WebRoot.com. WebRoot, not a very nice name, is it? <laughs> but uh, look, let's let's have a look at the logo. It's so, called Smarter Cybersecurity. Uh, yeah, well, look, they're obviously well, the, well, the web page is pretty boring, actually. Hang on. It is. Where's Where's my mouse? Yeah, there you go. If you're on the video, there's their <laughs> web page. It's pretty boring. What? How would that entice you at all? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to read that some of those words in the background they got there. They got lightweight. They got that'd be right. Data you revealed tested dynamic painless machine brilliant threat uh, Intel cloud endpoint effect dynamic. I'm gonna read their blog because it Word. says, says critical announcement. April twenty screwed up big time. In addition to the manual fix issued Monday. Oh, we have now issued a standalone repair utility that provides a streamlined fix for business customers. Oh, they are in damage Please control. individually install this on your 20,000 computers and run it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, where, where we go? Where is that? It's a critical service announcement. This is... 
April 25. A folder that is a known target for malware was incorrectly classified as bad. What does this mean? I doubt our app is installed in that folder. Says blah, blah, blah. WebRoot experienced a technical issue. <laughs> Too right. <laughs> is there a fix if Windows won't start because of this problem? Hi, Jimmy. Contact our support team. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And please stay on hold for 14 hours. Yeah, we've got 20,000 computers to do. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that. Whoa, what a what a shocking start to their day. Oh, could, could you just imagine? They, oh, man. That's just ruined them. That's ruined them. And it's, how much is it? Uh, they've got an Australian uh, price here. Uh, 37.49 for one device for one year. I'll put that up so you can see it. That's not too bad. Internet Security Plus, 56.29, and Internet Security Complete, 74.99. Help me choose my product. Customer reviews, very satisfying. Very satisfying. I don't think they're going to put the new reviews up there for some reason. <laughs> no, that's, uh, yeah, but anyway, that's uh, what happens. Look, no one's immune to it, are they? No one's immune, and just goes to show, just have a backup. you got to yeah. have a backup, because this but sort of stuff. if you can't beat your Windows, how do you get a backup? Well, it's a, well, it's more involved, isn't it? But uh, yeah. you've uh, but you still got to have a backup. Well, then you can if yeah. you can just reformat, and then put your backup back on or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but oh, what a what a nasty nasty thing to happen. It's uh yeah. Well, I don't know. Have we got any more, Jace? I think that's about it for me. That's about it. That's about it for me too. Well, we whizzed through those. There wasn't too much going on, but um, yeah. But we got what was important. That was the main thing. Uh, don't forget, you can also go to in the Twitter and uh, follow at Aussie Tech News. And uh, look, I only realised that it stopped in November <laughs> <laughs> the other day, so I started it Oops. back up again. Yeah, the little bot that I, that I had that was plucking news from near and far, yep. uh, yeah, it had stopped. And so, uh, yeah, it had, it had gone the way that bots go sometimes and died. Yep. And so I had to sign up to someone else, to another bot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we're all back on. The Aussie Tech News on the Twitter doesn't do too much. You know, it doesn't interfere with your life too much. I think it does about two or three every half an hour if there's anything going on. If you want to tweet us, just use the hashtag AusTechHeads, A-U-S, TechHeads. Uh, and that's about all. There's the paper, the AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash paper. It's delivered twice a day. To your wherever's into your that a little fella rides long on his push bike and throws it onto your front. I wish he, I wish he did because it comes on your iPad, so, <laughs> <laughs> so people can throw their iPads on your front lawn, whatever yeah. they like. Yeah, and if you want the show notes, there's always show notes that go up on aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. Search your way around there and look. I know that the uh, website's getting a bit old and haggard. Uh, look, it's quite a few years, isn't it, since I since I did that one. But these things happen. Look, look, even the podcast logo takes me three years to update. <laughs> just ask Jace. He hasn't made a made a go under the cover of it yet. But next time I do one, I'll have to put him on. But, um, I'll have to probably update that soon because that's been quite a while. We've had we've had uh, requests to take the flag off and all this sort of stuff. Wow. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But, uh, yeah, it needs an update, so we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, pretty good. Pretty good. It's good to have the Doctor Who back. You've been watching the Doctor, uh, Jace? Yeah, the first one I wasn't that keen on with the new uh, companion, but the second one I thought was quite good. Oh, yeah. Oh, probably the other way around. I, I liked the first one. Not so much the second one, 
But I think this one is going to be good. And I think episode, it might even be this week, episode three, I think. There's one of them that's, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to do it in Australia, but overseas, once it's finished, you can download the soundtrack in 3D audio. Wow. Yeah, so that's obviously some, what, surround sound, I think it is. And yep. you can watch the show again in surround sound. So I guess we'll be able to get it here somewhere. Nice. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's all going to be all good looking up gearing up for it to be a good series i think series 10 i can't believe it's been 10 years since it's um you know like i don't know if you remember the the three doctors i don't know if you're a classic who fan oh yeah but but the three doctors was the 10 year anniversary of the classic series and you think just how many episodes there were between say 63 and 73 and we're at sort of this stage now in the new series we're already 10 years in so we're into uh the mid john pertwee of the new <laughs> of the new series, <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, I think we better I better shut up. <laughs> I must have had too much coffees today or something. But all right. Well, thanks for coming in, Jace. That's <laughs> that's all right. That's good. Good to see you. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll well we will be back next week and uh, might be able to drag someone else in. So we'll have someone else to bash up. While we're, on the, while we're on the show. All right. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to download us on iTunes, where you probably listen to us now, YouTube, whatever it is. Thanks for your support. We'll see you again next week. Cheers. Bye for now. All right.